We are divine creators and we create with our focus, the focus of our attention, AKA our thoughts. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm gonna do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness, and each one took five, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Monday. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks for the great questions you send my way. Today's question is about how to attract money when you're poor. Uh, Mike, how do you act as if you have financial abundance? How do you act as if you were rich already? I've got five tips that are guaranteed to take you to that place of good and plenty. Number one, if you understand that your thoughts become things and that this principle alone unfailingly illustrates and explains everything that happens to you. That's a tangent. I'm not going to go there, but that is the case. We are divine creators and we create with our focus, the focus of our attention, AKA our thoughts. If you understand this, it would behoove you to spend a few minutes every day, just three or four minutes, even one minute. Don't do it longer. Imagining in your mind the life of your wildest dreams. Imagining your dreams having already come true. And if you have trouble seeing images when you close your eyes, then just get into that place of joyful uh, triumph. Like I did it and it was fun and it was easy and thank you universe, woohoo! How could you not do that when you understand your divine heritage and that your thoughts become things? So start doing it. Every day, take weekends off like I do. Number two, affirm, affirmations. Okay, speak the reality you wish to inhabit as if it was already there. If thoughts become things, hey, your words give you wings. Your words are your thoughts, but with so much um, attention and specificity, so much energy that out of an innumerable combination of thoughts you could have spoken, just a very, very few are, are articulated. So choose your words wisely. Declare that your dreams have already come true. I've got a couple of fun examples for you. I remember this came organically at a time when I felt like I was poor and we had been saving, uh, scrimping and cutting corners, me, my brother, my mother, as we were launching Tut t-shirts, the beginning of today's tut.com. And I used to buy the cheapest of everything and coupons and discounts and blah, in my late twenties. Um, and I remember when things started looking good for business, we had a big order or a big client. I used to say to myself to break the pattern of me being miser oriented, you know, trying to cut all costs. I would say to myself, it's okay. The money's coming in now. And then when it seemed like the money wasn't coming in and it was back into a dive, 
even though there was no money coming in to be excited about, I remember affirming in the grocery store and elsewhere, it's okay. The money's coming in now. It's okay. The money's coming in now. It's okay. And I would feel better. And then I would do some demonstrations, which is number four coming up in just a moment. So affirm. Another thing that I advocate, uh, instead of bemoaning your financial state, when somebody gives you a big bill, uh, reply to them. It's a good thing I'm rich. It's a good thing I'm rich. Ha! You're going to laugh and they're going to laugh and you're going to feel better. And that energy is going to be what goes out and comes back. The energy of like, I got this covered. Oh, just a speed bump. That used to, that used to really freak me out. But a, a little bill like that, just a bunch of zeros. I got it. Good thing I'm rich. Another, and keep saying it. Good thing I'm rich. Yes. Good thing I'm rich. Yes. Uh, another affirmation. This is about gratitude. As I talked about a week ago, you get more of what you are. And if you're resonating gratitude for what you have, gratitude for the shirt that's on your back, gratitude that you had a meal today, gratitude that you have a roof over your head. When you give thanks for what you have, it multiplies because that feeling is I have, I have, I have. When you give thanks for that that you do not have, as if you had it already, thank you for my financial abundance, even though it's not in sight yet. Don't say that part. Thank you for my financial abundance. Thank you for my Midas touch. Thank you for the ease with which I attract money. Say it again and again and again, especially if it's not yet true and it shall become true. Uh, number three, okay, visualize, thoughts become things, affirm. Number three, move in the direction of money. You got to move. You got to be congruent. If you're thoughts are going there and your words are going there. Now your behavior needs to go there. A lot of people cop out here. It's like, oh man, I'm so far away from a life of wealth and abundance. I don't know where to begin. And so they do nothing. They stay home and watch the secret 30 days in a row, but they don't go out towards money. Do anything, no matter how feeble, even embarrassing, you know, always keep it ethical and moral, but you might be embarrassed to go to that job that's beneath you. Go to that job if it's the only thing keeping you from the couch. And look at last week's um, spiritual tune-up where I talked about going and taking a job you hate to free yourself from it and to be promoted by life. So get out there and move in the direction of money. If it's a job, get a J-O-B. If it's on the side, moonlighting, start your own company, begin your manuscript, write that kid's book, draw that painting, whatever resonates with you. Do something, research investments, research Bitcoin, research the stock market, do stuff that will move you towards the potential for money. Don't attach to any of those. Don't make, don't insist on any of those. Buy a lottery ticket. One ticket a week is enough. Okay. That's enough to win. That's more than enough to win. So, so do anything and everything you can to move in the direction of money. Number four splurge, demonstrate, window shop in a store. Okay. You don't have to go in and be like, when my financial abundance is here and thank you for delivering it universe, I'm going to buy that and that and that and that and that, or go to an online boutique that carries stuff that you love, maybe a technology shop or a high fashion shop. If this, if this interests you and, and fill up your online shopping cart as if you are about to check out, don't check out. Not yet. Just save that. Have a profile at your favorite stores. Know where you're going to go. Know what you're going to buy. Be dwelling from that place as if you were already there. Demonstrate. 
other things you can do. Give away a little bit of money. I remember reading the Seth material, Jane Roberts, and Seth would say, if you were poor and you wanted money, demonstrate. Even if it was as small as giving away a few pennies, pennies. Demonstration shows your inner witness that uh, this is not the same game. Hey, things have changed. Mike Dooley's upped his game. We're, we're, we're three levels higher than we used to be. Look for opportunities to give uh, a beggar uh, a couple of coins, uh, a dollar or what you can afford. Look for opportunities to help out a charity. Um, when you're going places where there may be a tip involved for someone who provided service to you, give the, be the generous tipper, okay? If you're the generous tipper for all of 2022, what's, gonna, what's that going to really cost you by the end of the year? How many opportunities are you going to have to give people a few extra dollars, euros, or whatever? Probably in the end of a year, it's going to cost you $50 or $100. But every single time you do it, your inner witness is like, ah, that's who I really am. That's what's going on. And that attracts abundance so that you can be who you really are. Demonstrations. Powerful, powerful. And number five, align your beliefs with that of being a person with means, financial means. Do not go looking for your invisible, limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs. Make a list of all the beliefs that you think Elon Musk has or Bill Gates or Oprah Winfrey. Think of the people who have a lot of money and wonder what kind of beliefs do you think they have about um, scarcity, uh, abundance, uh, um, hard work, uh, being deserving, being worthy, being loved. Their thoughts become things. All things are possible. Dreams are meant to come to pass. You can get going on this list and come up with 10 or 20 really cool beliefs that you would love to say are yours. They may or may not be yours. They're invisible. You don't know. But what would be some kick? Money grows on trees. You're a money magnet. Making money is easy. Making money is effortless. That doesn't mean you're not going to show up and move in that direction of it. Make this list. And then number two, within this category of five, align your beliefs. Number one, make the list. Number two, study it and see the validity of each of those points. Look at it every single day, that list. And number three, start acting like those are your beliefs. Act like you're worthy. Act like you're a money magnet, even if it's giving a few pennies away like we just talked about. Um, I could go on and on with more uh, tips, actually. Be happy, um, love your life, diversify, have all the cylinders firing, be healthy, eat well, uh, be of service, be kind. Those are all going to help you be money magnets. But these top five will really kick it off. And I'll tell you, they worked for me, okay? So visualize, affirm, move in the direction of money. Get a J-O-B if you have to. Splurge, demonstrate. Act, as, act with faith and align your beliefs. Jumbo fellow adventurers, happy Wednesday, hump day. Welcome to another spiritual tune-up on the heels of yesterday's great question where I talked about how to attract money when you're poor, when you are poor. Um, let me note the quotation marks. Nobody's poor. People think they're poor. And that leads to today's question. Awesome question posted. Mike, isn't acting as if you're rich and making statements like, good thing I'm wealthy, isn't that lying to yourself? Now, you live in a world of smoke and mirrors. 
where everything you think is real is actually totally illusion. And you ask me this question. Now, I know, I know uh, it's a good question to ask because I eat of the forbidden fruit every single day. We all do when we start reacting to the world around us, forgetting that we are creating the world around us on the fly as streaming manifestors. Here's a note from the universe I wrote about 15 years ago, one of my all-time favorites. Here's what I ask folks who aspire to being fabulously rich. Couldn't you just pretend you're a multi-multi-millionaire? You know, right after you're done pretending, you're not. Ooh, the universe. P.S. It's all pretend. It's all pretend. This is not reality. This is our workbook to understand reality. I just happened to read so serendipitously, truly, this morning, this is back on track, I, Mike Dooley, read uh, some of book one, title, Convoluted Universe, by author Dolores Cannon. Amazing book. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was channeled, I think, in the 70s or 80s, and it is so profound. Listen to this verbatim. You think you perceive reality, but you are reality. Your awareness is your reality. It is not that you perceive the universe through your awareness. The reality is your awareness. You and your world are what you think. Reality is what you think it is. Okay, now this is back to me. Reality is what you think it is. Reality is not your manifestations. Your manifestations are your manifestations. They are a mirror or an extension of what is going on here. So to look at your circumstances and say, that's who I am. That's not who you are. Any more than the reflection in the mirror is who you are. It's not. It's an illusion. You are the source of the circumstances around you. And I know that that's a tricky one to get your head around, but the payoff is out of this world. I mean, dominion over all things, infinite wishes, infinite abundance, friends and laughter, laughing in the face of fear, not even knowing what fear is anymore. Oh, that used to be a good friend of mine, fear. We went everywhere together. I wonder how she's doing. This is the payoff for understanding the ultimate hook of life that you are a streaming projector of matter, a streaming manifester. Simultaneously, you witness what you're manifesting and you think, oh, look, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, look, a big audience. I'm scared to speak in front of them. Oh, I don't have enough confidence. You are reacting to you every step you go. Now, we did talk in several of these spiritual tune-ups about the the Truths of being, my label for immovable absolute truths, absolute truths. There's like maybe five absolute truths and they blend over one another. I'm not trying to create a religion. Uh, we're all of God or divine mind or source energy. Whatever. We're all one, okay? There's only love. Love is the glue that holds it together. Everything's working out just fine in the heart of God, if you will. It's all good. Uh, thoughts become things. Um... And we are eternal. 
Okay, we are eternal, we're all God, and it's all love. I mean, those could be collapsed into one. It's like, you know, there's only God and thoughts become things. That's, that's the nature of reality. So given those absolute truths, now let's make some declarations. If you were to say, uh, I- I'm poor, uh, I'm stupid, I'm not lovable, I'm not any good, there's no hope, I'm, it's too late, I'm too old. Those are lies. They will always be lies. Sure, you can find evidence in, in your illusions because you created that evidence in your illusions, but it's not true. Truth is, there's only God. We create our own reality. It's all good. There's only love. So then you start saying things like, I am the light. True. I am love. True. All things are possible. True. I can probably make that happen. True. Uh, it's going to work out in my highest good. True. It always does. There are truths. Okay, but they're not based on your manifestations. They're based on your perspective, your viewpoint. There's you and then there's just more you. That's the nature of reality. And so am I lying to myself if I'm penniless, but I say good thing I'm rich? No, you're the freaking Lord God Almighty of your creaturehood. You decide what your fortunes are or are not. You decide if you want to change your circumstances and move towards uh, unspendable wealth. It is so great. It, it is not a lie to claim that you are of God or have any of those traits or any of those dispensations or or that you are now attracting all those things to you. And time is an illusion as as anybody can deduce and as all the wise books say. To, to, so to tune into a wealthy aspect of yourself, is that a lie? No. But to claim that I am poor... Uh, that's a lie. It'll always be a lie. Forget what your bank account says. All right. You can change anything you want in your life by changing the images in your mind, showing up with baby steps, being congruent, understanding the truth. It's so simple. Kindergarten, right? Life in the jungles of time and space is kindergarten. It is not Harvard of reality. It's baby cakes unless you make it Harvard, unless you make it difficult. So have fun. See the humor of this whole thing and start claiming that you're wealthy, that you're clear, that you're competent, that you're, that you know all things, that everything's easy, that your dreams are coming true, that every day gets easier, that every day it's more fun and let your manifestations catch up. Let them catch up. In the beginning, you won't see the effects of this new energy you're putting out there, but by law, it must come back around. This is the true cause and effect evidenced in the physical universe cause effect cause effect don't like the effects change the cause in every case jumbo fellow adventurers happy thursday ready for a spiritual tune-up thanks for the amazing questions that are coming in especially from our infinite possibility members today's question mike how can we manifest when there are contact restrictions all over the world because of COVID, social distancing, masks, limitation, viruses, and all that jazz. How can we manifest? Oh, this is a great opportunity to talk about the art of manifestation and to emphasize that there's so much more involved in this exquisite art than picking a dream and showing up. Now, I'm the first to tell you, that the end all and be all to all manifestations is thoughts become things. There's no other mitigating factors 
But to give you an idea of the depth here of what's going on for you to bring a thought to manifestation, did you know you think, you think 60,000 unique thoughts per day? And what are your beliefs? We don't even know what our beliefs are. We see right through them. They think they are attributes of life. We think they are attributes of life when in fact they are our opinions. Are your beliefs supporting you? Do your beliefs validate that you are a divine gladiator of love and joy? Or do your beliefs tell you that you're weak, vulnerable, and that you ought to put a cap on it? Uh, what about your feelings? Feelings come in a variety of ways. Your emotions, which are very different than your instincts and your intuition. What are your emotions lately? How do they interplay with your thoughts and your dreams and what you choose to focus on? Uh, what are your instincts telling you when you start going out into the world? Or are they keeping you from going out into the world? Are you happy? Are you happy? Are you being motivated by happiness when you pick your dreams? Or is there a little bit of... um? calculation there, trying to prove something to your parents, a little uh, resentment, a little anger, a little jealousy. Uh, are you micromanaging when it comes to picking your dreams and your desires, your end results, or, or are you just kind of, give me what I want or better? Or better is such a powerful two words after all dreams and wishes are expressed. Do you, are you beginning to see the tapestry here? Are you taking baby steps? consistent baby steps? Are you acting and dancing with life in your dreams? Are you behaving sometimes as if you know of the inevitability of your dream coming true? Are you beginning to get a, a sense of the many moving parts that will allow or prevent your thoughts from becoming things? At the end of the day, whatever you experience, they are you. They are your thoughts. They are your manifestation. But all of my talks are geared to living deliberately, manifesting deliberately so that you're not having these unexpected, oftentimes disappointing manifestations that completely make no sense. There's a rhythm and a rhyme to those and don't draw conclusions too quickly because sometimes one step back will send you 20 steps forward. But there is an art to manifestation and you're now asking about COVID restrictions and doesn't that stop us. It alters one tiny ingredient to turning your thoughts into the things and events of your life. It forces you to reconsider how you go out into the world and now you might need to do it virtually in some cases. But something else phenomenal is happening right now. This entire COVID thing, as I have been saying for two years and I'm not alone, is the beginning of one of the greatest healings on planet Earth. It's creating a space for all of us who have been just running on the, the, the treadmill of life without a, a chance to contemplate, reassess, formulate, integrate these new spiritual thoughts with our old, old caveman mentalities. It's this incredible opportunity to recalibrate to be moved by your heart, not just your mind. To make sure that your priorities are in order and that they're going to serve you not only in the short term, but in the long term. Not only in the long term, but in the short term. This is a precious opportunity for all of us to see one another in a different light. 
truly as brothers and sisters, because clearly, based on what we see in the news and what cell phones have made possible, we have not been seeing one another as brothers and sisters. And if that's the world you live in, you're never going to be a very good manifester. Until we move with love and change our priorities, we're not going to get all that we can get out of life, nor live as deliberately as we could otherwise live. And so what we're going through right now has affected our ability to knock on doors and turn over stones and take baby steps. But it has blown open the infinite possibilities to better understand what stirs your heart, to understand yourself, to understand your fellow co-creators on this in this world to realign your priorities to stop contributing to the pollution in the many ways that we have all contributed to the pollution just one little ramification there and as we embrace and allow this healing and we go within which is the whole point of us bringing it about and we did bringing it about then we will become unbelievable manifestors. We will move in joy. We will move in steps of love. We will move, we will move locked arm in arm as I like to share. And then manifesting is just going to be second nature. So now let me just caution, please don't be overwhelmed by the, the uh, umpteen moving parts that I shared with you. Intuition, feelings, beliefs, self-sabotage, baby steps. Are you doing it all? 60,000 thoughts a day. You were killing it before and you're going to kill it even better now. You got it. It's easy. You're inclined to succeed. You're pushed on to greatness. Celebrate this time that we have to reflect, reconsider, and change our priorities. Who else can you be kinder to? Where else can you go to be of service? Not to put your needs on the back burner, but to facilitate your needs and your desires simultaneously to helping other people. You've always been a natural-born creator, a natural-born manifester. You're going to continue to be a natural-born manifester. And right now, we're going through a phase that's going to make you solid gold. And in the middle of all of this learning and reprioritizing and tuning into your heart, you can still take baby steps. Not like before, but you can still do it in safety, maybe wear a mask, keep six feet away or whatever the new protocol is, maybe get a vaccine, maybe not, be smart, go out online and do almost everything we've ever done in the physical world can now be done online, including falling in love. Not everything, but almost everything. And, and, and this is temporary what we're going through. The time will come, mark my words, when COVID and contact restrictions pass and all of us in one way or another are going to miss this sacred time that we now have lots and lots of on our hands. If we could just go back to a little more working from home, if we could just go back to a little slower pace, if we could just go back and have that, that, that weekend where I do nothing. So enjoy it. Let it add to your ability to perfect the art of manifesting in your life. You're already good at it. Now you're going to be through the stratosphere. Uh, welcome the gift and continue to go manifest because even this broadcast you're manifesting right now and every smile or flower or delivery or grocery store trip is filled with your manifestations. So you can have your cake and eat it too, become a better manifester while manifesting, while raising the bar and uh, on your priorities and uh, it's all so good.
Jumbo Fellow Adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Happy Friday. All right, the weekend is just about here. Time for a spiritual tune-up. This one's a doozy. Mike, my 16-year-old granddaughter has decided she wants to be a boy. I am struggling to be supportive of his decision and support his mother at the same time, who is adamantly against it. My inclination is to support the child and allow the adult, my daughter, to deal with it in her own way, who I might add is hugely upset with me. Any suggestions? Whoa. Finally, people are talking about this kind of stuff, right? Finally, it's out of the closet. And finally, the truth is known that, that, that it, it is the epitome of naivety to think that everybody should be a heterosexual and get married and have 2.1 children. And oh my gosh, the unimaginable pain that that has caused any adventurer, any explorer, any human being who doesn't fit that pattern, what they have been put through is unimaginable. Now, I don't want to get too deep into sex because, I mean, what do I know about that, that subject? But I can tell you this, no one can decide for anyone else what is right, who to like, and what should turn them on. Never, ever, 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 within the confines of, of legality, generally speaking, and morality, generally speaking, both of which are topics to come up with in just a few moments. But hands off, who would, who would I be? Who would you be? Who would your best friend be to pass judgment on you because of your own, your own interests, your own inclinations, your own desire to be unique, to be yourself? Okay, this has not been how we've treated others uh, heretofore, but it's got to be the way we treat people here going forward. All right, um, guardians. Now, while nobody can tell anybody what, uh, what to do, guardians, parents, grandparents, uh, guardians of any shape or form or size dealing with minors, uh, they have a a few hoops to consider, a few responsibilities uh, that are at play as well. While they don't need to categorize and force their views on those that they're responsible for, there's a few things they can do to help the young ones find their wings and soar. Um, first off, any sexual curiosity or desire for exploration in a young one, if you will, someone who is not of age, um, has got to be tempered with as much wisdom from you as you can possibly muster. It is not an accident that you are in the equation. Whether you're the parent or the grandparent, the aunt, or the uncle, the big sister, the big brother, the cousin, if you're in the equation and you're within the realm of influence and this has come up, it's for a reason. You can be of assistance. You can put love in that direction and you are going to be called to go within to give your absolute deepest, greatest life wisdom 
uh, to shine on their darkened, brand new tentative path. A couple of things that you might share. Um, as we all eventually find out, um, sex and sexuality even is not the end all and be all of life. You know, I mean, if, if someone's a virgin, there tends to be this thinking like once that piece of the puzzle has come together, oh my gosh, life will be so much better. Um, life continues much the same. And whatever issues, insecurities, problems, challenges you had before uh, the big deed, uh, you have exactly the same ones after. And so part of the wisdom you want to import, Im, Im, impart in young ones is that while this might seem gigantic to you, both sexuality and the act itself, um, in the scheme of things, there's so much more. And think not that if you can connect one dot or put your finger on uh, this situation that all of a sudden everything becomes crystal clear. It, it, it sometimes does the opposite and makes things a little bit more cloudy. So there ought to be no rush to either declare your sexuality or to, to, to go there um, and start experimenting yourself. Let them know it's uh, proper place. Let them know as well that, that the act, of course, is, and we're talking about what you're gonna impart to, to teenagers or, or those not of age. The act itself is perhaps one of the most consequential acts that they will ever experience in their entire life. Uh, physically, uh, for the obvious reasons, uh, the, the degree of intimacy, pregnancy, uh, and, and all of that stuff. Um, and emotionally, you are going to be affected in ways unimaginable. And they ought to know this. They, they're going to hear you. They might resist. They might not want to play along. They're going to pretend that you don't know anything and that they know everything. But put it out there. Share, share, share. The consequences. The cons consequential nature of the act is uh, more than they can comprehend and thereby therefore any reason to to wait until you're more confident whatever the underlying issues is always going to be great advice when it comes to legality there's really uh, only oh i'm sure there's others but but it it, it comes uh, the time of consent uh legal or illegal what is the age I would tell and will tell my daughter when the time comes that it's not hard to be legal. It's not hard to wait a little bit longer. You're going to be alive for a hundred years. You're an eternal creature. You've been around forever. The, the magnitude of what stands before you is immense. There's so much more to your life than, than experimenting on that single line right now wait you just just wait maybe it's not reasonable maybe you've matured faster than all of the other kids maybe maybe yeah 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 look you're going to be alive another 80 years 90 years whatever it may be um it's worth a wait when you don't know what to do don't do anything was advice my mother used to give me and that still affects my decisions to this day if you're not sure if it's not choiceless Wait until it is choiceless. That day's coming. Don't worry. That day's coming. Um, when it comes to matters of morality, 
that's really, really, really tricky because one person's moral is another person's immoral. Um, I can't even go there with specifics. I would just say only relay that everything needs to be guided in love, done in love. And if love is not the part of the equation, um, and it, then, then wait, then don't decide, then do not commit. Uh, love has got to be part of this. A love for yourself, a love for life, a, a, a love for, for, the, for your future as much as your present. Uh, I would also encourage moving beyond the, the, the well, this is still within the realm of guardianship. Uh, I would celebrate their courage. Uh, this young person's courage has probably <clears throat> um, come about in ways that I can't imagine. Uh, they're facing things and dealing with things uh, that I can't imagine. Uh, and they've made some decisions and they're really being bold and they're standing up for themselves. And, and while you want to temper in all the ways I've just outlined, you can still express deep um, and profound pride in their desire to know themselves and to be open-minded and to not allow the society to put them in a box. And this doesn't mean that you're necessarily confirming the decision of an adolescent that has got implications for the rest of their life, but you can confirm that you're standing beside them and that you love them and that you celebrate them and that you realize that they have been through stuff that you cannot imagine and that you will always be there for them. Um, as far as, as far as their other guardians or in this person's case, uh, your daughter, um, they're going through a tough time as well. They're at a different place in understanding this. Uh, I'm speaking to someone who is denying or angry at a decision uh, you may have to support uh, a child or a grandchild, or maybe they're angry at their own child. They're in deep confusion. Um, we're all in confusion. We're all trying to figure this out in these sacred jungles of time and space where we think life is happening to us. And we've been taught our entire life for decades and decades that there are shoulds and there are shouldn'ts and there is rights and there is wrongs. And most all of that was garbage. So they're going through hell right now. And it, it's possible to love them as they're going through what they're going through and to support the fact that they want to be a great parent. That doesn't mean you have to agree with their decisions. And if they want you to be out of it and they don't want to talk to you, then re respect that as well. Remind them, just as you would uh, an adolescent, that ultimately, while sexuality can be a big part of your life, the act is actually always going to be a really tiny part of your life. Actually having sex is going to be a very tiny part of your life. That takes the pressure away from the adolescent. This is not something that they're going to have to be grappling with all day long, every day, forever and ever. It's minuscule. And, and, and the, the parent or the daughter in your case, or your, the co-guardian who might be grappling with it, they need to realize this as well. Sexuality is one thing, sex is another, and oftentimes the resistance comes at the notion of the, of the act itself rather than the sexuality. Or maybe it's, maybe it's both. But 
try to help those in denial or in resistance to people making choices such as we're talking about to realize that it is ultimately a small part of the person's life, the person being someone you love very dearly. It, it, yes, it's big, but there's still so much more that makes up a person uh, other than the choices of who they're going to hang out with. I mean, creativity and patience and service and love and fulfillment. And there's so much there to love about someone who's making a decision in one private area of their life. Focus on what you love and help them to focus on what they love and to not put blow things out of proportion. Woo! That was a little bit... Uh, unusual, uh, a little different for me, and I, I hope I hit some notes that might um, give you food for thought. Well, there you have it. One more week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just saw or heard, please share with a friend, uh, thumbs up, like, follow, whatever may be the case on the platform you're now experiencing this. If you want more inspiration every single day, I send out a note from the universe. Right now it's going out to a million people. We'd love to add you to that list. Enjoy. Thoughts become things. See you next time.